listening to Ants Talk. Peak Pico is the founder of Peak's Peanut Butter, a natural peanut butter sold in over 13 countries around the world. What makes this so special is that Peak is actually legally blind. Peak t- started the business over 10 years ago, selling it in local markets to now where it is sold at huge change, such as Woolworths, Coles and even Tesco in the UK. Known as the Willy Wonka of peanut butter, please welcome Peak to the show. Hey Peak, how are you? Yeah, no, really good, thank you. Thanks for ringing. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, it's lovely to be lovely to be talking to you, and lovely to be talking in Australia over there. It's great. I know our New Zealand friends. We love them. (laughs) So, tell us about your early life. So, I haven't always made peanut butter. So, so I'm. I'm, Early life, so I've got quite a lot of early life because I'm 66. So you know, um, uh, but um, I what did I do? I, I I went right through school. I dropped out of university, and at school I started making sandals and belts and stuff for my mates. So I sort of been making stuff for my doing stuff for myself pretty much most of my life. Um, you know, so sandals, leather stuff, bags. I made furniture. Then I got into giftware. Then I built some boats, and then I had a charter boat directory and a restaurant and uh, a sailing school and then I had a little laundromat and the laundromat was the last thing really and then I had to give that up and uh, and I was sort of retired when I had a laundromat and I had to give that up and I was was getting me a couple of hundred bucks a week and I thought I could make peanut butter and sell it at the market and get 200 bucks on Friday just for working on the morning and and selling it in the afternoon. That's what I did. That is amazing. What a story. You're obviously very creative. Well, yeah, I, I, like, I like doing things, you know. And, and yeah. I like, I, don't, you know, I like doing things a little bit differently, I guess. I don't, don't worry too I, much about what other people are doing. Yeah, I'm a little the same. I actually do um, – I'm actually by trade a makeup artist, but I also do photography. I do art. I've got my podcast, work on a radio yeah. station. You know what I mean? So I've, I've got a multitude of things that I do. I think it's oh, anything cool. to get the you know artistic expression out. <laughs> I think so. You know, the more self, the more self-expressed we can be, the happier we are. I think. You know, I agree. Really, I completely agree. Now, were you born legally blind? Oh no, no. So I, um, I've got this thing called macular degeneration. Ah, I know it well. Yes. Thing, you know about that? So it affects your central vision. So it doesn't bother your uh, peripheral. peripheral. My peripheral is as probably good as yours. But it's my central vision that's affected. And that's where you can do your, your focused reading and stuff so you can see clear detail. And I can't sure. do that. So I can't read. I can't recognize faces. And I, I don't drive a car. That's actually, um, we, uh, they do a, a very big focus of that here in Australia. Um, they actually advertise for people to go and get theirs checked and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's actually really good that the government actually have put that initiative into place. Yeah, so I'm I'm an ambassador for the Macular Degeneration Society, so I do a fair bit of work promoting, you know, what people can do about that, which is a matter of looking at a grid. Yeah. You see wobbly people, you know, parallel lines sort of start looking wobbly. You know, you need to go and get your eyes checked, and and there are there are things you can do, you know, if you get it early enough. So it's well worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, definitely. And what have been the challenges with um starting your brand? Well, uh, well, the eyesight has been a bit of a challenge, although it's had far more benefits than disadvantages because, uh, you know, once, once things started growing, um, I would have got 
I would have been falling over myself all the time because I would have tried to do everything. I like doing everything. I like being in charge. Yeah. But actually, because I couldn't, because I couldn't do a lot of the stuff, I had to delegate it and I had to give it to people who generally who do stuff better than I could, way better. You know, there are people who just love sort of doing the accounts and yeah, yeah. The spreadsheets and budgets and all that terribly tedious stuff. And <laughs> they do it so well, you know, and, and if, and if I, if I could, if I could read, I, you know, I'd still be doing graphic design. I'd still be trying to fix machines. I'd try to do millions of things at once. And so I've got this amazing team who, who do everything really, really well. It's, it's been a real advantage, actually. It's not That's easy amazing. to delegate. That's one of the hardest things when you're managing. Yeah. I suppose it would be hard too to um, sort of hand over the reins to other people, but it's also good that you've found people that, you know, can, can make, make a success of it and make you also feel confident that, they're, you know, that the job's being done properly. Yeah, well, they do. And, and uh, you know, they don't do it the way I would. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the tough thing to get over, that actually my way may not be the best way of all. Yeah. Because um, it's sort of my business. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, it's it's very cool. And and, it, and, it, and I keep moving to sort of different roles, and I, I find them incredibly satisfying. You know, it's really neat. So when um you mentioned, you touched on it before, um, your original idea of, of creating the peanut butter. Um, mm. Was it something that you knew how to do beforehand or is it something that you just sort of Googled and found out? Well, uh, yeah, my mum and auntie, when, you know, when I was at school, my mum and auntie bought these uh, newfangled vitamizers, which were like Nutribullets. I know the, the one, yeah. Vitamizer, a big, big, heavy glass thing. Yeah. And, I uh, and one of the recipes was for peanut butter. And so they'd sort of have a few sherries and, and roast, roast a few peanuts and stick them in their, in their vitamizers and make peanut butter. So, you know, it's bloody easy to make. You just, you just get peanuts and roast them and then you, then you squash them up. Yeah. So I knew how to do it. So I made some. And, um, and it was so much nicer than the stuff we were buying in the shops. Yeah, I've noticed that myself. I mean, here they've got... Um... Uh, and in a lot of the health shops, they've actually got the sort of big silver contraption that you can buy the roasted peanuts, put it through the pressure yeah. itself, and then just have the bucket at the bottom. And when I first, yeah, quite... sorry, you're right. When I first uh, when I first was shown that uh, from a friend, and yeah. I tried it myself, I was like, "Wow, this is actually really different to what I even knew <laughs> peanut butter tasted yeah. like." So, so some time ago, I think it was in the twenties. Somebody discovered you could turn. That they decided it was a terrible problem that that, that, that peanut butter would separate. So if you right, leave yeah. it for a while, if you leave natural peanut butter for a while, the oil rises to the top, yeah, and the heavy stuff goes to the bottom. And so you know, some people think that's a terrible thing. I don't myself. But um, so they came up with this clever trick of of turning it. You know, like when you when you turn oils into margarine. You know, and that's what they do to make margarine. They get hydrogenated. They hydrogenate oils and they mix it up with ordinary oil and put a bit of colouring in, and it makes it this sort of, um, the, you know, the sort of sludgy margarini sort of stuff. Yeah. That's sort of a bit of a solid at room temperature. And so they do the same thing to peanut butter, but they put hydrogenated palm oil in it, and that stops the oil and the, and the solids from separating. So it's never oily, never dry, but always disgusting. Yeah, and also killing orangutans in their trees while you're at it. Well, yeah, yeah, no, we don't like that. And and palm oil is, is bloody is is you know not very good for you to start with, but but when you hydrogenate it, it 
goes from being sort of vaguely unpleasant to being sort of almost poisonous. Yeah, I can imagine. Really bad stuff. Yeah. And the sugar. And of course, oh, of course. Sugar too, half those well, that's the first thing I noticed was when I didn't, yeah. when I had the natural stuff, it was like, yeah, I didn't miss the sugar at all. If anything, I, I actually really enjoyed the taste of the actual peanut because yeah, it well, really wanted- brings it out. It does, eh? And what amazed me, you know, I thought they were putting the sugar in it to, to appeal to kids, you know, because they had gaily coloured jars and little dancing cartoon peanuts on and stuff, and all this sugar. And I thought they were doing it for kids. But our peanut butter, you know, kids just go stupid over it. Yeah. And they're, they're part of the drivers. You know, they say, Mum, you've got to get this peanut butter. You know, I don't I hate that other stuff. Yeah, because um, so I, I have no idea what... I think kids' um, taste buds are, uh, you know, are awakening also because, well, I mean, I so. yeah. I'm amazed that, you know, children these days, I actually see them even eating sushi. I just think to myself, like, we didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even know what sushi was when we were children. No, I mean, I never no. had the option to eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that children's um, taste buds are definitely becoming more and more sort of aware of, you know, what things actually taste like and... You know, even yeah, though there is a large it. majority out there that will eat, you know, themselves senseless with lollies and chocolate and sweets, mm. there's also mm. the other types that are really, you know, sort yeah. of... I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Um, so when, it, when you started at the markets and stuff, how did you make it grow to sort of what it is today? Uh, I, I'd, always, I'd always fancied you know, doing stuff at the market. So I, I got really jealous watching some guys in a market somewhere selling some kind of, uh, you know, dubbin stuff to put on your shoes and your bags and things. Mm. And these fellas seemed to be having a hell of a good time just grabbing anyone walking past them, you know, rubbing on their shoes or on their belt or on their bags and things. And I thought, you know, I would love to have something that gave me an excuse to engage with anyone walking past yeah and of course food's wonderful like that because everybody eats you know everybody eats even the scariest the scariest looking gang guy who's walking through and nobody wants to look at him or talk to him or stuff but he's gonna eat and so Mm -hmm. you can stick with a bit of peanut butter and say try this you know so how did you first sell it what did you actually put it on or did you just hand it out and sort of just on sticks yeah what do you call them them? paddle pops over there yeah paddle pops so we just get wooden sticks, stick peanut That's butter on brilliant. the end and, and shove it in someone's face. And I get a lot of, lot of people say, oh, no, I don't like peanut butter. And I actually force them on it, you know, I, I, and, and uh, you know, because they'll eat peanuts, but they won't eat peanut butter. Yeah. Because, of course, they think of peanut butter as that disgusting, you know, stuff that you can't eat anymore. Well, it really I is. I mean, it's got that. That's the part that I think I don't like is the butter word because it sort of does taste like it's just peanuts mulched with butter, and it's just revolting. Yeah, it's sort of a weird sort of fat. Thing. Yeah, it's a creamy, it's a horrid. Yeah, it's a pretty bland never, taste, really. Never oily, never dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or never liked. <laughs> yeah, never, never liked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, when did you realise you had created something that was going to go worldwide? Oh, it took a fair time, you know, because, uh, and, and initially for a long time, I thought, you know, that the reason for its popularity was that, you know, we're just using fresh peanuts and, uh, and we roast them ourselves and then grind them up while we're still warm. Mm. And, you know, we got a nice texture that we grind them to. And I thought that was our secret was the way we treated the nuts, you know, the, the sort of process, but actually after, trying natural peanut butters in other parts of the world and realizing ours was so, so much better 
you know, I, I've had to put it down. I had to put it down to the Aussie nuts because they are unique. They're wonderful peanuts. Yeah. And um, and and yes, and it's it's anyone can process can process peanuts the way we do, but they don't taste as good unless we've got the um, got the uh, um, the good peanuts to start with. That was actually my next question is what is the secret to a good peanut butter? But I think you've yeah, just well, answered that. You know, you're, you're bloody Australian cat. And they're called hyolaic, which okay. means that they sort of, the oils in them are a little bit different to a standard peanut. And the, but the, and the amazing thing about hyolaic peanuts is that they stay fresh. You know, they don't, they don't, they never get that sort of metallic-y aftertaste or, yeah. or that sort of funny musty flavour. And that's what hyolaic's about. Um, but the Australian ones have just extraordinary flavour to start with, so you know they're really cool. Yeah, no, we do we do actually get some great nuts over here. Even the macadamias are amazing. Um, oh no, I've had some of your macadamia butter. It is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> we I grew up in Queensland, where you know literally they'd be falling out of trees on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they were just divine, absolutely divine. Yeah. And now they're selling them for fifty dollars a kilo or something. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're getting very, they're very popular in China. Those macadamias. Yeah, they definitely. Well, you get those airport packs now, which um, you know, just sell off, sell like hotcakes to um. Oh yeah. The yeah, tourists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, where do you see your business going in the next five years? Well, um, we've just we're just we're just over this huge big peanut butter world here in Nelson. You know, with the biggest peanut butter jar in the universe, and um. And we got a we got a uh, we got a cafe out the front, and we do tours. People can come through and see their oh, how amazing. the whole history about it. And then we got a retail store, like buddy, yeah, that's crazy. We got there's a sign on the motorway. Drive down the motorway in Nelson here, and um, and there's a sign saying Peanut Butter World next exit. That is so cool. So I can't imagine, you know, what what we could do much more than this, but. Um, yeah, no, I love where we live. We're in a beautiful part of the world. It's Nelson, and it's a, we grow huge, huge amounts of really, really good food down here. It's very sunny, and, and uh, so I just like to, you know, help support Nelson products and Nelson people making, you know, making cool stuff. Sure. And um, and get them, get them off around the world. It's it's wonderful. No, I've actually, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of New Zealand and I've heard a lot about Nelson, actually. But giving oh, we'd love friends... to see you here, Ant. You know, come over and have a little holiday. Oh, well, I'll show well, you funny around. enough, I do go to, um, I go to Queenstown nearly every year to ski. So yeah, no, that's full of Australians. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, it's full of um, English people and Swedish people working in no, all the stores. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I'm going to have to make a little trip up to Nelson, I think. Nelson, you love it, actually, you love it. You know, we've got the Able Tasman National Park here, and uh, you know, just typically today, it's a middle midwinter day, and it's just beautiful, clear skies, sunshine, a little bit oh. cool, you know, but it's just, it's just gorgeous. You really do live in a beautiful country, I must say. Oh, we do. Yeah, you're very, very blessed. This is Anne's talk. Um, do you have any plans for other products or lines? Within. Yeah, yeah, we, we do a um, we do a boysenberry jelly, which is made from local boysenberry. Boysenberry wow. are sort of like a much a really sort of a raspberry on steroids. They're lots yeah. purple, they're purple sort of colour, but like a cross between blackberries and raspberries or something. Oh. They're beautiful flavour, a little bit tart. We make this boysenberry jelly that goes amazing. Oh god, amazingly well with peanut butter. 
on toast. You know, I absolutely love boysenberries, actually. Yeah, well, the boysenberry jelly is just beautiful. So I think it's starting to be available in Australia. Um, not not quite sure where, but you know, it's it's getting out there. I'll have probably. to have a look. I'll look in my local shop yeah. and see whether well, it's not, there what, yet. What we need to do is ask them for it. Oh, that's right? a good idea. Yeah. Because they won't listen to me. I'll say, you've got to have this. But if, if you go and say, look, I can't, where can I buy this? I'm never going to shop here again until we get, get it in. Then they'll get it in. Yeah, and especially because I know that they already carry your peanut butter. I've seen that. So yeah. Yeah. it would be a good idea because we need a bit of uh, flavour over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's yummy stuff. It's so good for you too, boys and girls. Oh, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Really strangely, strangely good for lung health. Oh, okay. That's actually very interesting because there's another, I noticed I bought this stuff. I got, I got a little bit of the flu this year and I went and bought this new stuff that they've, Samucol, I think it's called or something. And when I actually looked at it, it it doesn't get rid of the flu, but it's like a preventative thing because they say that if you start taking this stuff early, you know, the flu will actually be shorter. And when I actually looked at the ingredients, it is just a berry. Wow. Yeah. And I was shocked because I was like, and it's, it's quite a dark purple berry, obviously, because the the liquid itself is quite purple, but um, I was shocked to it. It might be, it might be boysenberries. I can't remember the berry, but I do remember it was all berry. And I was shocked because I thought, wow, didn't realize that berries could do that. Yeah. It's exciting because uh, Nelson's one of the biggest producers of boysenberries in the world. Why? So it's a it's a big industry here, and, and and not everybody knows about them. You know, they're not that that well known around the world. So that's mm. a neat opportunity for us. Yeah, definitely. Also, I like marmalade. I like marmalade. So. Um, oh, see, I love yeah, marmalade uh, too. Uh, oh, you're making me hungry. You do too. <laughs> I know. I'm on. I'm on this. I'm on this keto diet at the moment. So am I. Oh, Jesus! Are you losing any weight? I am actually. I've lost um, five, uh, about five, six kilos in four weeks. Oh, well, I've been on it for six weeks and I haven't lost any, but I think it might be starting to happen now. Yeah, it does take a little bit. It did take a little bit of time. My partner yeah. actually has lost 14 in the same time. Oh, wow. Fantastic. I'm really missing a piece of bread, though, with um, some, something on oh, it. A piece of toast. I don't know if you have Vogels. Oh, you have sort of Vogels. Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. Well, we have really... uh, The Vogels over here is a bit different. It's really sort of a a hefty sort of thing. And they make a really thin one, and you put that in a toaster and put butter on it, peanut butter and and lashings of boysenberry jelly. God, I just... That's the only thing I miss. Yeah. I'm... I'm going to keep doing it for a little while, but then I think I'm going to have to go back to some carbs at least. <laughs> yeah. But are you feeling, are you feeling kind of lighter? and? I am. Sleepy? I must say I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm finding that the weird thing with me though, is I'm actually finding myself taking longer to wake up of the morning though, which is oh, really okay. weird. Yeah. Like yeah. my brain doesn't yeah. feel like it switches on until about two hours after I wake up. Oh, oh, right. Oh. Yeah, which is which is odd because I mean I am normally an early riser, and you know I'm yeah. one of those people that I'm awake as soon as I get out of bed and all that sort of stuff. So I've yeah. I've really noticed the difference there. Mm. So I don't know whether that's my brain just missing carbs or something, but yeah. you drink. <laughs> I don't mind because I do feel a lot better. You're drinking plenty of water. Yeah, yeah, drinking lots of water yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, all the supplements you've got to take along with it. Oh, yes. Your salt tablets and your magnesium and et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's what my partner, Anthea's got me onto, buddy, onto salt tablets because um, apparently the, the keto does suck out you know, a lot yeah. of fluid or something. So. Yeah, you definitely do need yeah. them. But I must say that I'm definitely sick of eggs and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Another omelette for breakfast again this morning, you know. I actually got to the point yesterday where I almost threw up when I looked at the omelette mm. and I was like, oh, no. I, think I need a break. Mm. <laughs> I need to eat something differently. Yeah. Now, listen, what do you love about your work? Oh, it's the people, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a people thing. I mean, people come in here and people are besotted with our peanut butter. You know, they, they just love it. And they come in, the kids come into this factory and they see all these things going around and the people doing stuff and the big peanut butter jar that they can climb up inside. And, and, they, and they get really excited about it because they they've had the peanut butter at home and then they come here where it comes from, you know? Yeah. And it's just amazing. People, you know, the number, you know, the number of photos I have to, you know, have to get posed, posed with people. Oh, I bet. On. Yeah, I could actually use a good makeup artist down here. <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> you can pay me a peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'd be very happy to do that. Well, it's funny here we've got um, Hague's chocolates right near where I live, mm -hmm. um, and it's actually the production place. So you can go and visit. You can watch through the glass yeah. and see how they they make the chocolates, and then of course purchase yeah. the chocolates. And it really yeah. does. I mean, even from where I'm from in Queensland, they've got the Bundaberg Rum Distillery. And mm. it really is something that people love to do. People love to, to oh, go and see how product is being made of the things that they love, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think too, you know, it's such a, it's such a tragedy that we don't celebrate our industries. You know, you, exactly. you stick all your industrial stuff over on the shittiest corner of town and you make sure the tourist buses don't go anywhere near them, you know? Yeah. And it's really weird because it's, so, you know, mucking around with machines and making things is so exciting, I reckon. And people so love watching it. And and people just like seeing what, what actually, how it happens, you know? Yeah, of course. They love it. That's really I think cool. a lot of the time what's happening these days is that people, the, the way things are being produced, there's probably something really dodgy happening and they just don't want people seeing it. <laughs> you <can steal> those <laughs> secrets. Yeah. So when we started, when we started running the tours, you know, the, the engineers were saying, "Oh, we can't have people coming in. They'll all rush off and start set up peanut butter factories all over the place." <laughs> and honestly, there is a bit of a risk of them doing that. But but you know, the, the value that we get from people seeing it being made and thinking, "Yep, this is my peanut butter," and you know, these yeah. kids get a six-year-old eating this stuff, and that's thirty thousand bucks. So I could just sell them a car. Exactly. You know, droves of six-year-olds coming through, and it's like every one of them you sold them a thirty-thousand-dollar, you know, worth of peanut butter eating over their lifetime. That's amazing, it's isn't it? So cool. That's so yeah. Cool. It is. It's such a great. It's a great thing. I really, really love it. Um, so, can you actually tell us um, how can people find out more about your brand? Um, well, we got our website, of course. So uh, I, I really, you know, the website's got shelter where you can buy it and there's a bunch of videos and so we've, got, we've got a wealth of videos and things these days. And uh, so, you know, they can find out more about it. But the best thing to do, of course, is come to Nelson and come and visit Peanut Butter World. Yeah. You know, buy the T-shirt and the special, you know, that we've got the five kilogram buckets down here. Oh. And we've got oh. these amazing, we've got a wonderful tour guide. So oh, tour that'd guides be amazing. Just, five just real treasures. Yeah, it's like a dream. 
So what I'll do is I will actually attach the website to the links um, when I well, post. Thanks, eh? Yeah, yeah, my Good. pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I have actually looked at the website and it is quite informative and there are a lot of videos. Um, so yeah. you get to learn everything that you can about the peanut butter. But cool. I just wanted to thank you so much today for having a chat. Um, oh, thank, really thank you. And, and uh, a couple of other things I could, I could mention maybe. So I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment. Oh, and so I'm hoping really? to have that all printed up by February, and uh, so we'll have that'll be on sale around the place by then. Wow, has and, it got a title yet? Uh, I don't know. My editor reckons we should, that they should, we can we should call it the life of Pick, you know, like the life of Pie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm I'm thinking peanut butter guy or something like that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, Willy Wonka at peanut butter. See if you can get away. No, no, no. It's already, <laughs> I think we'll probably get, get our hands smacked for yeah. Willy Wonka. But I do like um, The Life of Pig. I actually think that's great. You like The Life of Pig. Oh, yeah, I think that's good. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well, that's so, exciting. So let us know yeah. when that happens because we'll, um, we'd love to put for a sure. shout out for you and get oh, people thanks, to Sam. have a look at the book too. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, lovely talking to you. Likewise. Thank yeah. you so much for the yeah. chat. I really appreciate it. Um, cool. and hopefully I'll hear from you soon about the book and I can let the listeners know about that also. Fab. Okay. Fantastic. And come and see us. Hey? Do oh, I definitely us, want hey? to now. <laughs> I'll look after you. We'll take you up the park. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a holiday place just at the start of Abel Tasman Park and you come and stay. Oh, that'd be amazing. Stay. Thank you so much. Cool. I look okay. forward to it. All right. Then. All righty. Thank you. See ya. Have Bye. a good day. Bye. Ant Talk.